0: Hey, welcome back to Real Talk, thanks for tuning in. So we're celebrating this season of Lent together, and one of the things people often do during Lent is they give something up, or they they fast from something, And, and that's not something you have to do to celebrate Lent, but it's just part of our tradition. And so maybe you are fasting from something during Lent, or maybe you have in the past. I'd love to hear about something that you're fasting from. You could just drop a comment below the video. And again, just just love to get to hear some of the things that that you're giving up as we celebrate this season. So we're getting ready for Easter, and kind of like you get ready for Christmas, right? We do so much during what we call the Advent season. We even we decorate our houses, and we bake cookies, and we listen to k- Christmas music, and we put up a tree, and lights, and all kinds of stuff. We surround ourselves with Christmas, and so we're doing the same thing as we get close to Easter, and we're talking about the humanity of Jesus Christ, that he, uh, yes, he is 100% God, but also 100% Man, and a few weeks ago, I told you the theological term for that. You remember? Yeah, of course. It's called the hypostatic union. You got it. So he was a real man, and he really experienced pain when they drove nails through his wrists. And he really experienced how excruciating it was uh, when they beat him, and how embarrassing it was when they mocked him. So I'm holding this rope because you've heard the phrase, at the end of your rope. And as I read the Easter story, I think there's got to be a point where Jesus gets near the end of his rope. And the the saying comes from uh, a long time ago when they would tie up animals. An animal could roam as far as they want until the rope pulled tight. They were at the end of their rope. And I just feel like with the Easter story, there's a point where Jesus has got to be getting to the end of his rope. So the Jews haul him in front of uh, this court called the Sanhedrin, and they're just lobbing accusations and lies and all kinds of things about him that are not true, and, and nobody even really cares that they're not true. And Jesus is like, tell me what I did wrong. And you feel the tension of him getting near the end of his rope there. He's like, okay, so I healed paralyzed people. Was was that wrong? And I gave sight to blind people. Like, does that bother you? I, I fed 20,000 hungry people. Was I wrong when I did that? Like, tell me what I did wrong. And they can. They just keep making things up. So they go like, well, you said you're the king of the Jews. And he's like, no, uh, you said that I said that. And they go, well, you you said you're going to tear down the temp- God's temple. And he's like, no, you're you're misquoting me. It's like the very people that Jesus came to help. You know, he came to serve. He didn't come to be a burden. And the very people that he came to help are now the people that are threatening him and spitting on him, and and, and they want to kill him. And it's like, man, I would just be at the end of my rope. Like, have you ever been maybe falsely accused of something? or gossiped about, and people just, you try and defend yourself, but they twist your words, and there's like nothing that you can do, and you just go, I don't even care what you think anymore. I've reached, I'm at the end of my rope. Like, that's Jesus standing in front of the Sanhedrin, which is a joke of a trial. They might as well be in Judge Judy's court. And the very people he wants to help want nothing to do with him. So it gets worse. The Jews, they don't have the spine to actually do anything to Jesus. So they send him to Pilate, who is a Roman official. And Pilate will take care of this Jesus problem, right? Well, it turns out Pilate's actually nicer to Jesus than his own people were. He says to him, he says, "Uh, are you the king of the Jews? He's hoping that Jesus will say yes so he can send Jesus to Herod, who's the real king of the Jews, because Herod's nasty and Herod will take care of him. But Jesus doesn't, doesn't answer. And eventually... Uh, Pilate essentially hands him back over to the Jews, but I cannot believe we have a Savior who he knows what it's like to have no one in his corner, and he knows what it's like to be talked about and gossiped about and accused of things that he didn't do, and he knows what it's like to be exhausted and just beat up by life. And so, when he says something like what he says in Matthew 11, where he says, Come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest, he knows what it's like to need rest physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. He knows what it's like to be at the end of his robe. In fact, in Matthew 5, one Bible version translates something that Jesus says this way He says, You are blessed. When you are at the end of your rope, with less of you, there is more of God and his rule. See, maybe at the end of your rope is where you actually finally find the grace of Jesus Christ. When you stop trying to control everything, and you let go, and you experience real freedom, and it doesn't matter what people are saying about you, because you have rest in Jesus Maybe whatever you're facing right now, you need to do what Jesus did when he got to the end of his rope, and you just let go of it. And you find out that when you stop trying to control everything, and you stop trying to hold on to everything so tight that God is there, and he wants to run with your life, and he's good, and he brings hope to your hopelessness, and he does it today. That's the kind of Savior that that we have, who not only knows, has felt everything that we've felt, but he wants to walk with us, if you'll just let go of the rope. So glad that we can spend this time together uh, in Real Talk. So as we're going through this Lent series, we've had a little homework each week, right? We've been reading Romans 6, verse 10. It says, the death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives... He now lives to God. And I've just asked you to keep reading it, keep reading it, keep reading it. What you've been doing is you've been meditating. This is the spiritual discipline of meditation. And meditation gets a bad rap. We think of like Eastern philosophy and and religion. No, no, that says empty your mind and your heart of everything. But biblical meditation says fill your mind, fill your heart with God's word. So we're going to keep doing that. We're going to keep reading this week. Keep reading Romans 6, 10. I know you're like, hey, give me more. I want more. We, We will, but sometimes we need to slow down and just listen to what God is saying. And I hope that you will, like Jesus did, you will let go of the rope and you will just let the truth of Romans 6, verse 10, wash over you this week. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time on Real Talk.